Okay, welcome back. Um, let me share the map with you guys again. So last time we had a battle, and uh, Fenrith had rung a bell that rejuvenated you, and uh, Casimir and Rohan had been um, fighting in this hallway and the main forge room against the Beholder and various other foes. Uh, there were a lot of bugbears charging down that hallway and Casimir moved to um, confront them and Rohan had put an entanglement in there which had been extremely effective at slowing them down and uh, there was a beholder in that main room who turned on his he had opened his large eye and shut down magic in this zone where Rohan and Graham are and Graham had been rescuing these hobgoblins um, so he had, uh, used his ring of ram to push the sorcerer off of the platform into the fire below and was trying to lead these hobgoblins out and got to the corner of this platform and used the rope of climbing to allow them to go down. Unfortunately, the first hobgoblin that went down the rope, so emaciated, he lacked the strength to hold his own body weight. And so he fell to the floor. And then uh, after that, the beholder had opened his eye and shut off that rope of climbing. So now that's where you are with two uh, hobgoblin captives next to you, trying to find a way to get them down to that floor. And then Rohan, you'd moved up to try and take shots at that sorceress, but the uh, and you were flying at the time. Mm -hmm. But this beholder had shut off the magic of your armor, and so you had fallen to the floor. Which was twenty feet. Do you take? Did we do damage for you for that? No. Okay. So you should be get a tumble, man. <laughs> yeah. Do you have tumble? Nope. All right. Not really. You can use it untrained. Well, just try it. Make okay. a tumble check. <clears throat> In the tower or? Uh, no, no. Just throw it out there. All right. So you'll take five subdual damage, and I'll put that on your sheet there as you fall to the floor below. So while all this was going on, Fenrith had been engaged by a barb devil, and they were uh, in a brutal fight over there, which so far has, seems to be going. Um, if you, it seems to be going the devil's way, and he's grappled Fenrith and done uh, a lot of damage to him. But on Fenrith's last turn, which just passed, he cast freedom of movement on himself to prepare to break out of this grapple. So um, that's where we'll pick back up. Right now we've got um, the enemy's turn here, and I'll do their movements, and then we'll get to you guys. So, Casimir, you had, let me share this map with you guys, make sure everybody can see it. Let me know when it pops up for you. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I see it. Okay. All right, so Rohan, remind me again, it is a 14 reflex to move through this entanglement, right? Yes. Okay. And even so, they can move half speed. Yeah. Yeah, 14 to move it all half speed if they succeed. All right. So, Casimir, looking past these uh, bugbears. <clears throat> now, you're prone. Yeah. But uh, looking past these bugbears that are confronting you, you do see a uh, a halfling with a, a great axe 
charging through that uh, entanglement, and he's not being stopped by it. And he's a, almost um, up to you now. But that does bring us to your turn. Hmm. All right. Uh, I'm going to attempt to cast offensively. This will be displacement, so I need to get a 18 or higher. Uh, you got it. Okay. So I attempt to cast displacement. All right. On myself. Wait, who am I targeting here? Okay, I'm targeting me. Nope. Did that not have a somatic component? I think it doesn't. Okay. So, uh, yeah, displacement, uh, eight rounds. Uh, so 50% mischance. Yeah, just verbal and material. Awesome. All right, so displacement, 50%, you say? Mm-hmm. Let me put that on you. There we are. And then I'll stand up, at which point they all get an attack opportunity. Um, well, the two right in front of you don't. The one, the one is dazed still from the severe amount of damage you did, and the other is wielding a spear, and so he can't use it. But this one back here in the, um, at the edge of the entanglement does. Okay. So he will, he will use that, um, as soon as I figure out which one he is. Bugbear Sergeant. Yeah, so he's using a spike chain. So he'll attack you with that, but he misses. All right, and that's my turn. So you're standing now. We'll remove the prone, and that's the end of your turn. And Rohan, that brings us to you now. So you've just um, fallen to the floor, and your magic has been turned off. Did I actually fall prone when I hit the floor? No. I mean, is that the rule? I don't. I, I will say your dexterity-ness is good enough to land on your feet, so... Okay. Um, is there any kind of cover right here? Well... Like, it looks like I fell between two pillar-like things. Yeah, so you are standing right on the edge, and there's um, 20 feet down to get to the level of that fire, the forge. 20 and feet down? Yeah, like if you step forward a couple feet, you would fall another 20 feet, and you'd be on the floor level with that fire. So where you're standing right now, you, because um, these things you're standing in between are 10 feet high. So yeah, you do have cover against a lot, but not not the beholder. Um, and it, I know not his anti-magic ray, but would I get, um, could I get partial coverage from his eye stock rays? Um, uh, from where he is at this exact moment, yeah. Okay. Any any ray that requires. Yeah. Okay. Um, but you do know there were some other bugbears moving in, and those ones you can't see, and they can't see you. Okay. So I'm gonna target the beholder if it'll let me. First, stop targeting the open sorceress. Target the beholder. Um, and do a full. Attack action. Yeah, one second here. I gotta get his effects set up properly here. Okay. And the anti magic field, it looks like it's already adding in those minuses. Yeah, it should be. Um, yeah, minus it, 4 AC, minus, or minus 2 AC, minus 4 attack, and minus 3 fort. Yeah, let me get that. Okay. So you should be able to go ahead and make your attacks then. The mischances for. Yeah, so as your arrows approach, you, just like that other sorceress, um, he sort of blinks 
And what do you got here? Let's see, it's hard to read when it's all laid out like this. It looks like I shot four, hit with two, two of them rolled, one missed, one hit. So one hit. Okay. And then seeing that that's not really doing anything, I'm going to step off that ledge. Yeah, so what you notice then is, like that sorceress, um, this blink is different than you've experienced before as it just blinked when it needed to and not intermittently like like a normal blink spell. Okay. Um, so yeah, you uh, step off there and then you move. That should cause me to fall 20 feet, right? Yeah, so you're going to be... I'll take another shot at a tumble. 20 feet down. Just not rolling for me today. All right. All right. So then you'll take four more subdual damage there. And that was my turn. Okay. All right. So the de- the uh, barb devil that is attacking you, Fenrith. Uh, let's get this here. See what he does. All right. <clears throat> I see you on the map, Rohan. But I probably can't see you. I think you're down lower in between stuff. I don't see you. That's how he likes it. <laughs> but you do know we're here because you heard me right, last yeah. session. Yeah. And you probably saw an arrow go shooting up at the element sorceress if you've been watching that direction. And just hear the bow twang sound constantly. <laughs> <laughs> like from Baldur's Gate. Oh, <laughs> <All yeah>. <laughs> All right. So it will, in um, Fenrith, this. Um, Barb Devil is going to once again try to impale you with all the spikes on its body, which is going to mean a um, opposed grapple, which you should automatically win, right? Yeah. Correct. You, you succeed on any grapple check made to resist a grapple attempt, as well as on grapple checks or escape artist checks made to escape a grapple or pin. So we don't need to roll. <clears throat> so it tries to... Uh, impale you with the spikes it's got a hold of you and it's just trying to um, pull you into the spikes and you're just able to twist and turn to get your armor set properly that it doesn't do you any damage um so that'll be its turn and then this uh, sorceress uh who's floating in the air over there <clears throat> despite the fact that the hobgoblins have been moved she still continues her incantation, and she's still floating 30 feet up in the air there, um, continuing this incantation and this booming voice that started to take on uh, an otherworldly sound to it, as if other voices are um, bursting forth from her. And then this ranger riding the warg continues his circuit across the top of the wall there, and he's got his... Um, sling twirling in his hand damn slings and so uh from up there he will send a uh sling bullet hurling towards you graham so you're up on that platform still right yeah yeah so he's spinning this sling and he uh uh shies a bullet at you with it and he does hit you where is he even at yeah so from where you are with your vision and the light I think maybe you can't see him. So a bullet comes out of the darkness from to straight to the north and smacks you right in the arm. Ouch. For 12 damage. Does it strike 
uh, what is it? Your his funny bone. So now he can't use his arm effectively <laughs> for the next two hours. Yeah. Okay. So Graham, that brings us to you. So that rope is uncoiled and just laying across the platform there, where it was tied up to the chain. And you've got a um, hobgoblin down on the floor there. Uh, surprisingly, uh, he's moving and seems to be alive despite the fall. And then you've got these other two um, looking at you in terror because you still look like one of the the elves that uh, are running around this place. So to them, they don't understand that you're actually trying to rescue them. They just think you're an, another elf leading them to yet more terror. Well, actually, I guess it would be suppressed now, wouldn't it? Because of them in the eye. So suddenly I... Oh, was that a magical... Yeah, it was from um, alt, uh, Disguise Self, oh, the spell. right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was thinking him convincing that one to jump to his death probably didn't help. Yeah. Him. But I mean, that just happened, so... Yeah. I suddenly <clears throat> look like a, a different elf. More bloodthirsty. Yeah. Okay, well, I'll um, move over here and, and uh, we'll actually drop prone after I move over there. And I'll shout down there, hey, are you okay? To the hobgoblin that fell down. Okay. <clears throat> All right, so you look down there and put a spot in the tower for me. All right, so you look down there and you shout, uh, are you okay? And that um, hobgoblin down there is just slowly starting to get to his feet. Um, you can see that his um, forearm has snapped and it's, you know, sticking out of his skin. Ooh. <laughs> but he's trying to rise to his feet. And he doesn't dare to answer you. Hey, don't move. But uh, as you're looking at him, you can see uh, on the wall next to him, because he's in this sort of alcove down there. Um, you can see on the wall right to the right of him, uh, the little window sort of in the stone slides open and you you catch sight of the uh that dwarven king he's looking right at you and he's waving you down he even goes as if it's necessary and um he waves you down he wants me to come down there yeah well as you're looking at that little window you can see that's actually a door there it's just hidden it's a secret door and you said my uh, the rope is up here yeah, it's still um, the part of it that was tied was is still laying down on the platform. It just untied itself from the chain where you had secured it. Okay. Well, um, I'll I'll grab it and I have this sense that all this magic's not working, so I'll just try to treat it as a regular rope. Yeah. And uh, what am I gonna do with you guys? But I'll start, you know, making a knot, and I'll be like, hey, this is really important. If you guys can't do something, you got to let me know. You just make more work if you try to do something you can't achieve. I'll lecture him a little bit. And get low. Somebody's shooting stuff at us. Um, Yes, you say that, and um, you don't get the sense that they're listening to your words. But when you say get low, they do, like immediately. Yeah. And they don't dare make eye contact with you they don't dare even look high enough to higher than your chest you know and even then they won't look directly at you so um, you can tell that um, yeah so what i'm working on is to resecure it and at the i have to pull the other end up and i'm going to try to make a loop okay i think with these guys being underfed and stuff it's possible i can hold their weight yeah while i let them down 
Well, just do your use rope skill then. All right. So, yeah, we'll say through this turn you can manage that. Okay. And that is it for me. Okay. And I put prone on me for that half lane. Okay. Now, I can't see him, right, to set my dodge? Yeah, right now you can't. Okay. Well, I guess I'll set it then before we get away from me totally from the one that I can see, that priestess. So let me know if she attacks me so I can add that. Okay. And uh, Rohan, you might have heard me shouting at the hobgoblin. Ooh, did I? Uh, yes, you do hear Graham's voice right over there, or up above you and to the right a bit. Okay. Just out here causing trouble again. <laughs> Seems to be what we're all doing. Yeah. All on our own. I like to think uh, that Graham's little lecture to the hobgoblins, he went through shades of all of us, <laughs> and now he's feeling <laughs> exasperated in the same shades. <laughs> now I know how Casimir feels. You're like those videos I see on the internet when people try to do rope swings, but they have no ability to hold up their own body weight. <laughs> how are they not aware of that? And they just go sliding <laughs> off. Looks uh, like they just let go. Okay. So, um, uh, Rohan, somewhere off to the left of you, you hear a uh, extremely loud thunk of um, metal hitting the floor on your level. Okay. Um, followed by another one right after that. Okay. And then Casimir. So this uh, bugbear sergeant had um, took a swipe at you with his um, spike chain mm -hmm. uh, when you stood up, but he missed and he's still standing in the, uh, that zone of entanglement there. So he's going to try to move out of it and, He's not able to do so as a five-foot step, if he's able to do so at all, which he is. So um, he'll move up to here, and that will provoke an attack from you. Hmm. Would it? I thought we just went over that. I thought moving out is what provokes. Oh, yeah, you're not a reach. Sorry. I, I yeah. You... Okay, yeah, I see what you're saying. Okay, yeah. Can, Can I still take it, there. though? Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's the reach, not you. Yeah. But he does, he moves up here and he'll uh, take another swing with his pike chain at you. Okay. But this time he misses. And now we've got this um, spearman here. Mm. And uh, he doesn't want to move back into that, but he does have his spear. So he's just going to take a defensive posture and step over here. Okay. So now beyond that, in the entanglement area, you can see. Uh, more of them trying to push their way through. And these vines um, are constantly moving, trying to re-engage its hold on them. So, but this one does manage to uh, start pushing through. This one will have a strength check. Nope. Same with this one. Do a strength check to try and break out of it. You can see him struggling mightily. Mm. Uh, but to no avail. So he remains stuck there. And then this one that you had done a incredible amount of damage to he sort of snaps out of his days enough to swing at you with his morning star okay he'll do two swings let's see first one's definitely a miss the second one does manage to hit well, actually the second one missed the first one managed to hit okay and it'll do seven damage to you put that on you got some uh anime blood going on in these tokens Took seven damage. <laughs> Looks oh, like that. Uh, yeah, just. 
All right. Now, Fenrith, that brings us back to you. So now it had tried to damage you, but you have that spell on you. But you are grappled at the moment, technically. Okay. I will uh, break the grapple then. All right. So that will um, break the grapple, which will move you out of his space. So then you would actually be right here. Okay. And then you would have, let's see, that's a, that's a standard action. So. All right. So I will cast divine power on myself then. All right. Sorry. Move back. Oh, wait. So you're going to do divine power? Yeah, I'll cast divine power on myself. Did I hit the wrong button to talk to you guys last time? Mm -hmm. What do you mean? Oh, I was just saying that I had used divine power. Oh, yeah, I, I was just reading something. But I think I was holding down the wrong button, so I didn't actually talk to you guys. Okay, put divine power on you, and that is how many rounds? be 12 rounds. Okay, so there you go. And that right. should end the turn, I believe. Yeah, that'll be it for your turn there. Okay, so um, <clears throat> the beholder now, he's floating 30 feet up in the air, about level with that sorceress over there. And uh, he's going to move. I think, Graham, you're the only one that can see him. So he uh, closes his eye as he floats over here. So, Graham, you can feel your stuff turn itself back on. Same with you, Rohan. But he comes over here with his eye stalks wiggling madly. And um, without understanding exactly how it's happening, this um, hobgoblin that's in the rear here just suddenly uh, rises into the air and floats back over here past the platform. And he's hanging 20 feet up in the air off the edge of that platform. So um, <clears throat> that's what's happening at the moment, Graham, as far as you, you, you don't understand who did it, but uh, someone's magically lifted up that hobgoblin. All right. Then back to Casimir, you can see that halfling back there with his great axe, um, almost frothing at the mouth, uh, just cursing and screaming as he uh, tries to move forward. So he'll do... Uh, but despite his anger and his rage, he's still just a <laughs> halfling in a cage of thorns and vines. So he gets stuck there, and he's screaming with swinging this axe wildly, trying to hack his way out. Uh, uh, so he's entangled. And Casimir, that brings us to you. Oh, nice. Um, mm, how's the bugbear that I hit with that critical looking? It's amazing that he's even still standing. Okay, so I guess we'll start with him, and if I kill him, I'll switch to uh, other uh, other enemies. So full attack. Uh, how do you want me to do that? Do you want me to roll all three, and then we just figure out the other two, or uh, just do just um, one yeah, at a time. yeah. Go ahead, because I can. Well, yeah, do one at a time. All right. So there's the first one. That's a hit. Okay. Uh. Yeah, so that uh, kills that one, you know. So you do a quick jab right to his throat and finish him off. Okay. Um, let me get him off of there. And what is it for switching? Is it minus two? Yeah. All right. So that guy's dead now. All right. So I'm going to minus 
7 from my attack. 5 of it will go to my damage. Not plus 7. Minus 7. And then these are the other two attacks against... Um, who am I targeting? Am I targeting him? Yeah, against uh, Bugbear Spearman 11. Okay. Oh, misses. Looks like it. Uh, yeah, so both of those attacks, um, he's able to parry him off with his spear there. All right, that's my turn. All right, Rohan. So you had heard uh, <coughs> two loud thunks of metal hitting the floor off to your left. You realize that your magic has returned. Mm-hmm. What do you do? Oh, you also, even if you see it on the map, you would not see that that hobgoblin had been moved up over the platform. <coughs> Um, well, I will soon. So, feeling that my magic is back, I'm going to uh, begin moving back towards that savage elf, elf priestess. Um, so I'll activate my fly ability. And how high up is this platform up there? The one right above you? No, the one where the hobgoblins were being thrown off of. Oh, yeah, it's the same. So that would be uh, 40 feet from you, 20 feet from the normal ground level. Okay, so I should be able to get to there with my with my fly skill because <clears throat> I I fly at sixty. Okay, um, and yeah, and as then, I'm approaching it, I'll see that the hobgoblin is is dangling, and um, would it be possible to try and grab him on my way, or at least like grab onto a, like a piece of his cloth as I try and get on the platform? And well, he. Is dangling twenty feet above the platform, not the, oh, okay. not the ground. So if you got to that platform, he'd be twenty feet up above you. Okay. Um, <coughs> well, I suppose. Okay, how far is that? That's forty feet that direction. Forty feet up. So I should still have enough to get up to him. Okay. Yeah, with sixty feet. Yeah. All right. So we'll put you here, and we'll keep that readout. Well, put that readout at 20, and then you'll just have to remember that the 20 that you are up is in relation to the center platform. The platform, yeah. And that puts you even with this hobgoblin. And what you see there is that um, whatever force is holding him, it seems to be wrapped around his whole body because his arms are pinned to his sides and his feet aren't even wiggling and he's, you know, standing completely straight. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that'll be my turn. Okay, um, and I'll prepare to, I don't know, catch him, you know, if he if he drops. Okay, seeing that I can't just grab him, um, and that'll be my turn. Uh, trust fall. Yep, the ultimate trust fall. Is over he over lava? lava? Yeah, that's ultimate. <laughs> don't worry, Rohan. I trust you. We've already done our trust fall. We did. Yeah, I jumped. <laughs> oh yeah, when you jumped over the the river of lava. And then <laughs> used your panic, probably like nails digging into the floor, <laughs> trying to hold up. I used that time to climb up the rope that you strapped to yourself. Yep. Uh. All right. So Fenrith, now this barb devil is continuing its assault on you. And you are chaotic good. Okay. All right. So it will cast a spell upon you. So... Give me a will save in the tower, please. Oh, nice. When Brandon says nice, I don't know if it's nice for him or it's nice for us. <laughs> I don't know. He's been pretty good about 
us yeah. like yeah. cheering us on. Yeah. Yeah. Usually nice it's for pretty him. nice for us. <laughs> Except in this case, it's nice for <laughs> So you got yeah, it's nice nice for Fenrith. You got oh. you got the save. So basically this um this devil casts this spell and uh well let me make sure he can actually do that. Okay. So he casts this spell and in the air in front of you Fenrith, a th- uh, a three dimensional grid, sort of translucent, but um, streaked with some uh, grimy filth, appears in the air of, in front of you. Um, and then, as it solidifies into sort of a triangle, that filth is wiped away. And then you just have a uh, a translucent three dimensional triangle, and it and it rushes forward and slams into you. Um, and it will do. Let's see. 13 law damage to you because you got the save. And um, after it does that, it's going to dart around this corner, which will allow you to, with reach, it'll allow you to get an attack of opportunity. So go ahead and take that if you want to. Just make sure you target it. All right, so that misses uh, because, as you notice as you attack it, that it also blinks. And uh, it darts around this corner, out of sight. Now, this sorceress, uh, those of you who can hear her, um, but certainly Casimir, recognize that it's reaching its, uh, that that crescendo that uh, it reaches right before the spell requires another sacrifice. And so she's continuing to do that chanting. And then this uh, halfling on the warg, continues its circuit and it's now over here on the east wall and it stops there and it had been looking at uh graham and had shied a bullet at him but now that he sees you so close to that uh hobgoblin ron he's gonna throw a bullet your way oh but he misses he goes way wide and graham now it's your turn okay so this turn i want to get that loop over the other hobgoblin and Start lowering him down so as much of that as I'm able to do. Okay. And I put a hobgoblin in my inventory at 200 pounds <laughs> for about, so it'll affect my AC and all the, all okay. the no, defenses. No, this hobgoblin weighs 100 pounds. 100, well, same difference. It's going to okay. in a heavy load. So is it like you like putting them around your back basically? Or well, I'm, uh, I'm not. Lowering them down. I'm lowering them down, but it, it'll take away my decks. Um, like the max stat for my armor and stuff okay. like that. So when somebody attacks me, it'll be accounted for. And yeah, so that's what I'm doing. I just like the idea of you stuffing them into a belt pouch. <laughs> <laughs> the bag of holding just <laughs> over his head. No, not the bag of holding, just a normal belt pouch. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I can lift uh, 360, so. Graham, why is that bag dripping blood? <laughs> Shh. I had to make sure it wasn't sacrificed. <laughs> okay. So you got that loop over him, and then you, where are you going down? I'm lowering him down first. All right. So we'll move him into your space then, and then you lower him down. So this one's got to move. He's, he's there, and you're here, and you're moving this one down. Okay. And so you can get him halfway down. Okay. Anything else for your turn? That's it. All right. Uh, then, let's see. Here's what happens next. 
um, who could see it? Rohan, you're the only one who could see this. So down below you in that, uh, the center of that forge there, this black, uh, magical, um, and insignia appears and, um, it actually takes on a, a form of substance and it rises into the air and it begins moving and it comes to a stop over here on the flat ground where these tracks are. Um, yeah, right there. And it's got, you know, uh, it's black itself, but it, it's giving off a darkness and it looks like fire would look if it was shadow or, or mist. <clears throat> and, um, to your ears, it sounds almost like you can hear some sound coming from it. Like, uh, like maybe the sound of thousands of marching feet, perhaps. Okay. All right. So now, um, also from where you are, you can see that that sound you had heard was apparently this bugbear cleric jumping off of that ledge up there to land down here. So he steps forward to the edge of this fire here and he's looking at you and he points and he says something to his um, companion who also jumped down. But for you, he's going to cast a spell at you. Do I get cover by being behind the hobgoblin? <laughs> Uh, actually, you can use him as a meat shield as long as he doesn't fall in the lava, right? <laughs> not casting a spell at you. He is casting a spell, however. Well, if it were ranged to touch and you had grappled no. the hobgoblin, then effectively 50-50 whether it hits you or the hobgoblin. Yeah. You drop <laughs> prone. How would that work if we're both floating? You're standing if you're floating, you're, nor you're laying down. Simple as that. So does that is that why Superman flies flat? Is yeah, because he's he's Keep flying prone and yeah. it decreases the ability Range of people detect. to hit him. Yeah, Lex can't put a kryptonite bullet in him that way. All right. Yeah, that plus four to AC. It's making sense now. It also helps that he's traveling extremely fast. Mm-hmm. Although wind resistance doesn't seem to bother him too much. Just because of how he flies, I believe the theory is. Where he's kind of got a pocket around him. Yeah. There was some video I was watching. Some guy went and uh, figured out how fast Superman was traveling around the earth backwards. And what was that? Was it Superman? Was it two? Two? Where he went back in time? Yeah. Yeah. It was real fast. He was going faster than the speed of light by a bit. Not too much. You know, a bit. Is that one of those things where even his small mass would would start doing like crazy damage to just everything. He was in space. Right. So I don't know, maybe if he was start generating gravitational pull, but like wind resistance and all that stuff probably wouldn't worry. It definitely wouldn't matter in space. And I don't think he was technically compacting anything. So he wouldn't form an accidental black hole to the best of my (laughs) knowledge. But yeah, like Ant-Man, every time he, he shrinks down, (laughs) he becomes a black hole. (laughs) I need to make a Shadowrun character that does that. <laughs> That's the good thing about Shadowrun. It can't happen. <laughs> well, you can kind of start getting close. No, I didn't say it can't. That's the good thing is that you could potentially do most things in Shadowrun. Yeah. And it would have horrible effects. Given enough karma and time. Well, I was I had an idea where it was uh, like Redmond Barron's versions of superheroes 
where you guys are essentially kidnapped and cortex bombed and told <laughs> to go do good by some crazy rich guy who used to live there. Yeah. But uh, that idea kind of just popped in my head where it's like, yeah, like one of you could be Ant-Man, <laughs> but that would be the effect. <laughs> <Is that here? laughs> All right. So, yeah, he casts a spell and in the air next to you, Rohan, um, there's like a split, a line in the air that uh, widens and then disappears. And in its place is a giant wasp. <clears throat> Uh, headed towards you. So the um, that's what the cleric does. You can see this other bugbear comes up next to the cleric, and uh, he stands on the edge there, and he's going to uh, wing a javelin at you. Better start grappling. <laughs> he does manage to hit you with his javelin and does seven damages to you. So this giant wasp now, you can't hear much else at this point except for the um, in, incantation from that sorceress because that sound seems to boom over everything. But this giant wasp, it's a large creature and its wings are flapping uh, at an insane speed. And so that's what you can hear is that um, high-pitched helicopter sound of these wasp wings. And it is um, going to attack you. Okay. I'm going to turn you into paper. Yeah, so it's going to try and sting you, uh, but it misses. <clears throat> and uh, that's the end of its turn. So, Casimir, now this um, bugbear sergeant is going to do an attack against you. His first attack is going to be a trip attempt. Okay. So it'll be a melee touch attack, and that would would be a hit. Okay. Um, so we've got our touch attack, and now we need a strength check or dex. You got an 18. He gets a ooh, natural 20. So he gets a 28 there. All right. So that puts you prone. Mm -hmm. And his second attack. Mm -hmm. it is, does he not have the feet? Yeah, he does. Okay, That's so. the attack he gets when you. When he, okay. I'm sorry. Where did it wrong? But you're prone there. And then he'll do his attack. Do you still have blink? That's still a hit, though. So he'll do 11 damage there. Ouch. Um, let me check something. Just curious, Brandon, do you have to manually put in new creatures or is the standard monster manual already in there? The standard monster manual's in there. Okay. Um, but the issue that arises would be if you summon a one that's not in there, like a fiendish or a dire or a no. celestial thing. Yeah, there, there's like, I've been holding on to this. Summon nature's ally scroll for quite a while, and but I have the most of those in there. Whatever uh, variations you might cast, so yeah, this one's just a natural, normal one. So, all right, uh, so Casimir, yeah, so he wraps that chain around your legs and pulls them out from under you, and you're on the ground. And then he swings and slaps you with it and drags it across your chest, and then another attack. So this time, also a hit for Ouch. thirteen. It's his turn. All right. So this bugbear is going to move over here. That would provoke. Yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, my targeting. Yeah. The Spearman 11 there. Okay. I'm targeting Spearman. So I get a minus four on all attacks I make when prone. Okay. So I will do that. Uh, minus four. This will be a touch. Of, no, I won't try to trip him even when prone. Uh, you. So That's hit. a hit. 17 damage. Yeah. So you've, 
Um, God, your legs pull down, you're on your back, but you see him moving over and you take your shot, stab into his knee, do pretty good damage to him. So he moves over here, though, so he can stab at you with his spear. Let's see, would be a hit, but a miss. So you're, what is it, displacement or blink? Uh, displacement. Yeah, your displacement. It's not able to quite target you. All right, now these ones are going to try and move through this nonsense. Manages. Makes it to there. Getting closer. Almost to the edge. Almost within range of his spear. Can't break free. That one can't break free either. And that brings us to you, Fenrith. All right. I am going to drink a potion of cure serious wounds. Okay. How many of those do you have left? Just one. Okay. Yeah, so you down that potion and you feel the healing power flow through you, warm you up. What, what is the uh, what's the base level for that for a potion like that? It'd be yeah. the caster level of the spell. Yeah, the lowest caster level that can yeah. cast it. Yeah, and that's a uh, level three. Third level cleric, so you'd be... That plus five. Yeah. Do you want me to add the extra five, or... No, I'll do it. Okay. There you go. All right, any movement for your turn? Um, yeah. I'll go out one movement, and then that should be it. Yeah, so as you step out there um, into that hallway, you can see him standing right there waiting for you. All right, so the... Um, Balder continues to float um, and he moves to this area here and the um, hobgoblin starts being pulled this way and then um, once he reaches that point whatever force is holding him up disappears or you know goes away and he falls down into that fire so Casimir now you've got this um, halfling doing his screaming and cussing, fighting against the entanglement, but he still hasn't broken free, and it's your turn. That's going to be pure hell for a barbarian. <laughs> uh, let's see. Hopefully his rage will have worn off by the time he gets to you. Attack opportunity times two from the spearman and the sergeant. I'm going to stand up. Oh, okay. Let me uh, do those attacks. How's it going? So the sergeant would hit you and hits through your displacement, does 12 damage. Spearman would hit, but misses due to your displacement. Okay, I'll take it. So then you are standing up now. Get rid of prone. So there you go. All right, I'm going to attack and attempt to trip the uh, sergeant. We'll see how he likes it. He'll probably trip me again, which is going to be just fun. So this is a touch attack. Okay. Okay. That's a hit. All right. So his strength or dex versus my strength plus four. Nice. All right. You got a 27 and he got a 10. So you're victorious there. Awesome. Feeling real good. Let's see if I can wreck it now. <coughs> All right. So for my immediate attack, I'm going to minus. Mm, let's go. Let's go 10, but it would be actually 6 because of the prone. Okay. Okay. Minus 6, not plus 6. Minus 6, not minus 66. There we go. Oh, let's do it. Yeah, let's hero that. Okay. All right, one more time. 
That's a hit. All right. Uh, so plus 20. All right. So 43 damage to that sergeant as he's laying on the ground. So you open a giant wound in his chest and spurting blood everywhere. He's still alive for the moment. Yeah, that's my turn. Okay. Rohan, now it's mm-hmm. your turn. And so you've watched the hobgoblin be dropped into the flame and die. Um, let me get rid of him. And then uh, over off where that um, that magical symbol had floated, you see a, uh, now it's providing light. Let me set it up. I could really mess with these bugbear spearmen by going invisible. <laughs> if I knew that, their, how their rules work, because that was it, they got to be within five feet pinpoint, right? Yeah, I think so. Okay, so uh, Rohan, um, as that sorceress had reached the crescendo there, and the hobgoblin dropped into the flames and burned alive, um, a light bursts forth from that magical symbol that lights up. A, uh, it's a big light. It's really bright. <clears throat> And uh, it flares a bit before it calms down. And some new lines appear in it. Also, now as you look at it, you can see sort of um, like a curtain being pulled back just slightly. And you get a glimpse past that curtain into an endless, uh, wasted, you know, fiery landscape. And a plane with, I mean, more than you could possibly ever hope to count of creatures whose forms you can't quite make out, but you can tell the general shape of some of them, at least in the front, seem to be humanoid and they seem to be lined up into military formations and holding weapons. Okay. But that's what you can see back there. Um, the sorceress continues the incantation at a little bit lower volume now. Uh, let's see. What else happens on your turn? That's it for now. So can I see the el- the sorceress from where I am now? I'm above the platform by 20 feet. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. She's just right over there. All right. So I'm going to target her. Okay. And with my magic back, I'll actually do a full attack on her. Now, this would provoke an attack from the wasp. Yep. Go ahead and take it. So, it will do that and has hit you. Okay. And does 10 damage. And I'll need a... Fortitude? Fort save, please. Hmm. I'll hero point that. Okay. All right. That's better. So, just the 10 damage. Now, go ahead and roll your attack. Okay. Can I hero point that 2 that I rolled? Um, actually, yeah. Yeah. And that was at a plus 22. So. All right. Would a hit, but still a miss. So you've got two hits. Okay. And then. Now, that doesn't seem right. Doesn't seem like enough damage. Is your stuff set up properly? Yeah, that's right. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's 1d6 for the electricity, 1d8 for the bow damage, and plus two from the bracers of archery. All right. Um, I'll float five feet this direction and then shut off my fly ability, which will cause me to start floating down. Mm. Okay. And hopefully it will 
caused the platform to give me cover from the male bugbear that was throwing stuff at me. Yes, it definitely does that. All right. So that's my turn. Okay. Yeah, so a couple arrows. Um, you, you can see that she's blinking right as they get to her and they pass through, but a couple, she doesn't time it right and they stick into her. And uh, she uh, gives a grunt, but still manages to, con- well, we'll see. So right now, Fenrith, this barbed uh, devil, will step forward and attack you with a couple claws, slashing at you madly, but misses with both, just scrapes against your armor. And this sorceress, <laughs> yeah, does manage to continue her incantation. But while doing so, she starts floating away over here by the cleric. And Rohan, this um, this halfling on his warg has no need to move, and he'll just sling bullets at you. Okay. So two bullets hit you. Next time he's doing rapid shot mm-hmm. for 10 and 13, respectively. And Graham, that brings us to you. Uh, finish lower in that hobgoblin. Okay. Do I have any action left after that? Yep. You'd still have a move. So I'll start going down the rope myself. Um, it's a free action if you want to start falling. <laughs> that's true. Is it 40 feet? No. Uh, yeah. So if you intend to jump and you successfully tumble, then you ignore the first 1d6 and take 1d6 of dual 2d6 physical. Is that right? I could risk it. Hmm. But no, I think with my current movement speed with haste and everything, I can go... 15 feet with a move action. So let's just do that. But also shout to Rohan to come this way. We got to get out of here. <laughs> the king says. But then I'll go over. Okay. See how well I do on my climb. Hold on. Let me ditch that hobgoblin from my inventory. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder, how are you still tripping on mushrooms? How uh, much of this is not happening? <laughs> right. There, there were no hobgoblins. There's no right. king as well that's been popping up. King hasn't been around since he uh, got ate by that uh, worm or whatever it was. Okay. He is the only one that's seen the king since then. Uh-huh. Here's the climb. Oh, I missed it by one. You have hero points. Yeah, but I don't want to waste it on a climb. Okay. So, okay, so I guess I'll just hesitate there because I don't make any progress with a low fail, right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think you need like... Ten or more? Is it five or more? Something like yeah. that to fall. And that's yeah. it for me. All right. So you can see looking down there then that the um that door that the dwarf has opened that door and ushered these hobgoblins in uh in out of sight. And um you hear him say, Hobby goblins, they're fouling up my place. <laughs> that's the only thing you can hear him say. It's like move on, keep keep moving. <clears throat> okay. So um, you see this bugbear cleric um, cast a spell, and he starts flying up into the air too, actually floating up straight up. And now that he can't see you, this other bugbear is going to try and make a circuit around here to get a um, shot on you. You see him get to this point, and this um, this uh, trough is actually... Um, like 10 feet off of the floor, so he's going to have to climb over that. But the giant wasp will continue its attacks on you. Mm-hmm. But this time it misses. All right, so um, the bugbear sergeant will stand up, 
Casimir. All right. So provoke an attack opportunity on him. Uh, minus 10. Here we go. Uh, oh, Ooh, hero point. Okay. Yeah, man. Ah, uh, gonna have to stick with that. Okay. So yeah, your attacks miss. He's able to fend you off as he comes to a stand here and he's going to attack you. I hope we've come to an understanding about this tripping business and that it just only hurts those we love. Yeah, uh, you see him too, because now uh, rather than try to trip you, he's trying to disarm you. Oh, okay. That makes sense. So we'll do opposed attack rolls. Mm-hmm. Now, are you wielding yours two-handed? I am. So you get a plus four. Okay. And he gets a plus four. And then he has improved disarm, so he gets another plus another four. Plus four. Um, I does power attack affect that? I believe it does uh, disarm, and I mean affect it negatively for me, where I'd get the minus ten on it. Okay. Uh, but because it's an attack roll. Yeah. Well, attack Yeah, that penalty and bonus apply until your next turn. Yeah. Turn into Okay. Yeah, I think so. so. All right. So uh, instead of the plus four, I'll give myself a minus six. Okay. Come on. There we go. Okay. So he'll get his plus eight. He's got. What did he get? 22? 35. 35. Mm-hmm. So now your weapon's on the ground mm-hmm. in your space. Yeah. That's his turn. It's a good thing you have another one on your belt. Mm-hmm. Now this spearman is going to take the opportunity to stabby, stab you, uh, but both of his attacks miss, glance off your armor. And now this other spearman, he is not entangled. Let's see if he becomes so. He does not. So he manages to step out of the entanglement, and he's got his spear, and he's looking your way, but he doesn't have an attack this turn. Nice, he manages finally. So does he. So you do see one of these, a couple of these bugbears manage to break themselves free of the entanglement enough to start moving your way. Mm. And Fenrith, that brings us to you. Okay, so... so... Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, you got this barbed devil up in your grill, uh, slashing at you with claws. What do you want to do? I'm going to touch him. Okay. There's a... So I'll do harm. Okay. Was it's a touch attack? All right. So he's failed his will save. Hmm. It didn't roll the attack though. So um, just do a roll an attack do. and we'll. There's a melee attack in your yeah. combat tab. I'll. Uh, well, is that for may- a touch attack? Well, I don't know what his touch AC is. It doesn't show it. Um. You can always hero point it. That's a hit. That hits okay. against his touch AC. So then he failed his save. F- so he takes 120 points of damage, oh. but he can't be taken to less than one point or one hit point. So it's like Tornado from the old Final Fantasy games? Yeah. <laughs> Harm charges 10 points per caster level. If the creature saves... Harm deals half this amount, but it cannot reduce target's hit points to less than one. It did not save, so mm-hmm. that kills it. Oh, so it's only if they save that it can't be taken less to one then. Right. <clears throat> so, okay. yeah, you just straight up destroy this. 
you just straight up destroy this uh, barb devil. Um, so you reach forward and touch him and channel all this energy. And it's I want to be like a grandfatherly figure who puts your hand on their shoulder. I'll smile That's at it. him warmly. Uh, well, you can't because this is negative energy. <laughs> oh. So <laughs> you got to do it like Bane, where you just put yeah. your hand on the back of his neck and yeah. say, "Tell me, do you think you're in control or something?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Yeah. So that kills that one. Does its barb defense? Stab his hand as he that is reaches true. out to pat on pat That's him on the true, shoulder. Yeah. yeah, you will take some damage for that, but um, okay, it's worth it. Impales his hand right all the way down. <laughs> Makes it. That's sm- pretty cool. Yeah, so I'd <laughs> be smiling while I do it though. <laughs> yeah, so you'll take three d eight plus nine, so thirty. That is a hand impale for sure. Damn. Yeah, I was like cut yeah. all my fingers off, man. <laughs> 3d8 plus 9. I think uh, Barb Devil came out a bit worse. Yeah. You know, yeah. Wakes up with a hangover back in hell. <laughs> oh, what did I do? <laughs> but that does destroy it. Um, can I do a listen um, to see so if I can, can hear sounds hear of the, combat? Hear the tendings in your hand uh, severing? Yeah. <laughs> uh, on your next turn, you could focus on that. Okay. Well, I should still have a move, right? Oh, right. That's all you did. So, yeah, yeah, you can do a listen if you want. Okay. Yeah, so you uh, reach forward and destroy that devil, and then you, um, you know, cock your head and try to focus to see what you can hear. So um, you're Rohan. We got to get out of here. No, you don't actually hear anything. Graham, are you still high? Okay. <laughs> that'll, <laughs> that'll be it. You can sort of hear like uh, a, a breeze, uh, you know, from where the the hot air meets the cold, but that's it. All right, that'll be my turn. Okay. All right. So, Ron, <clears throat> you see this um, beholder still floating around. Now, um, it seems to you like that curtain in that that uh, magical symbol on the floor is opening a little bit wider. You can see darker, larger forms behind those ranks lined up and the beholder uh, it's hard to say where he's looking because his eye stocks are going everywhere but it keeps his main eye closed and then you watch as this uh, bugbear that was throwing a javelin at you and trying to circle around um, he gives out a yelp and he is raised up in the air and his arms are held down by his side um, as he's lifted up and uh Starts being moved over the fire. So it's like um, deprived of the prepared sacrifices the boulder is making other arrangements. Now, Casimir, this barbarian, let's see if he can manage to break through in his anger, in his rage. And this time he does manage to snap all the vines off and uh, trudge forward. And he makes it out of the entanglement. Now, what round are we in? Okay. Now, Casimir, it's your turn. Okay. Uh, let's see. Still got haste on me. Okay. Um, hmm. <laughs> I'm going to cast offensively. What did we get? 20. I needed a 19, so barely on that. Let's see if I make the uh, spell check failure. Let's untarget him, target myself. 
ooh, barely on that too. Right, nice. So I cast greater invisibility on myself. I got eight rounds on that. All right, let's put it on you. And then I'll pick up my trident, which I believe would provoke from the spike chain. So the bugbear sergeant, if right, picking up provokes, I believe. I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's my turn. But I think if you go invisible. You are within five feet, so he can pinpoint you with scent. That's, mm-hmm. that's true. And it's technically not any different than what he's been having to put up with so so far anyway, with the displacement on, which I think would now be canceled technically under the invisibility. So, Well, yeah, we'll have him take it. Yeah, so he would have hit. He wouldn't have to make the uh, mischance. Oh, you think being invisible gets rid of displacement? I don't think that, but... I I think we were forgetting about the scent part. I he might be able to negate the displacement with scent, right? But like the halberd guy would still have to put up with it and stuff like that. So yeah, that's true. All right, well we're all damaged then. Yeah, I'll go look at displacement and see if it says anything specifically about that. Well, I just did. I didn't see anything. Yeah. So he'll slash at you for thirteen damage, and we're right. uh, on. So now, <clears throat> Rowan, you've got this wasp attacking you and a new sacrifice being prepared, and that curtain seems to be widening a bit. Okay. And then the halfling throwing bolts at you. Yeah. I'm going to call back to Graham. We can't leave. We have to stop this ritual from completing. And then I'll take a five-foot step forward so I can see the sorcerers. Oh, okay. And wait, did I have haste on me? You used to. I think it's worn off now. Okay. Because uh, I cast it on you before you went. Casimir's is looks like you still have four rounds. Or did the timer? Reset? Oh yeah, yeah. You still got. You still have it on you. Okay. So yeah, I'll do um, full attack with the extra haste attack as well. All right. So you've got a critical hit and another hit. So many rolls. Yeah, I think that's it. Um, let's see. I'll do a hero point to re-roll that second one at plus 17 that missed. Okay. All right. So that would have hit. Let's see if it gets through or missed chance. Hang on one second. It's being slow. Hold on. This. Oh, never mind. I'm trying to remember. We don't know anything about a bunch of stuff that dwarf said, right? Because I think it was just to you, Graham? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I'm not sure why this is not. I can. <clears throat> Let me just roll the percentage. Yeah, you're going to have to. It's not working properly. Mm. A six. Okay, so that one missed anyway. Yeah, so a critical hit and a hit. So critical and the next one. All right. So that, uh, that arrow takes her through the head and um, kills her. Okay. Um, yeah, that'll be my turn. All right. Oh, yeah, attack of opportunity from the wasp, too. Oh, true. No, let's ignore that. <laughs> Just skipping a roll damage, huh? You gain divine ranks between last <laughs> turn and this one. Yeah. If there's a big wasp, that means somewhere out there, there's a large bumblebee. <laughs> Just buzzing around <laughs> like a drunk idiot. Those things scare me every time. Yeah, so sneak it's, out. it's attack of opportunity misses. Okay. <laughs> that's pretty good alright <laughs> probably not exactly optimized alright so the uh, 
Halfling then will continue to sling bullets at you, Rohan. Okay. But these miss. Whew. Those things hurt. And Graham, that brings us to you now. Okay, well, I'll shout back to Rohan. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then I'll shout down to the king. Ah, I got to stop the ritual. You said that too. Thanks for taking care of the hobgoblins. And let's see. I'll start moving. Oh, damn it, Graham. Back towards the platform so both Rohan and I can be sacrifices. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's yeah, that's going to be probably happening here. You didn't see the underlying wisdom of what I was saying, but... <laughs> well, he has enough other sacrifices here that you wouldn't... Why not use us first? All right, I will um, move up to there, and then with my action, I'll attack defensively. Oh, I can't reach that wasp yet, can I? I'd have to throw. Is that 20 feet above the platform still? No, I'm at the platform. Oh, move down? Yeah. Yeah, so I'll attack, attack defensively at that wasp. Actually, yeah, let me set these heights properly. In relation to this platform, they're both at zero. Well, this one's at So you see five. a blood elf come running out to attack the wasp. Sounds like me, though. All right, so um, you do that, and you can hear that dwarf Vainbeard cursing. Like, ah, why'd I imagine an obstinate? And then that's where... <laughs> Trails off. <clears throat> All right. Let's see here. Uh, I don't right. know I meant to do one. I don't. I hit the wrong macro. I think. Well, you hit with the one then. Okay. Oh, I'm attacking myself. Dang it! Why mm. do I always do that? So let's see. I did nine to the wasp and seven to myself. <laughs> I'll correct <laughs> what I did to myself. Yeah, I'll take <laughs> it off of there. So nine to the wasp. Yes. Okay. And that wraps it up for me. I'll set my dodge against the halfling now that I can see him. Okay. How are you doing, by the way? Me? Uh, oh, man. I'm not quite half dead. Mm. So I'm doing good. Time to start healing. Actually, I'm doing better than I have been in a long time. All right. So, um, Rohan and Graham, you see your favorite thing happen. Bugbear's dying? No, the bugbear casts a spell. And a wind wall appears. Oh. <laughs> I was going to say, I thought Rohan's favorite thing was uh, enemies that flee from us. Yeah, that could, yeah, that's actually a better fit. But this wind wall appears right up here, blowing your direction. And it is, yeah, blowing your direction. So you can feel the wind blowing on you then. Okay. Also, it's really loud. But you do still hear, as if there had been no interruption, a loud voice continuing the incantation from somewhere off in the corner of the room. I do have see invisibility on still. Yeah. So I can see the token on the map, but I don't. I think there would be. No, no, you should be able to see it. So yeah, you do see on ground level. Uh, uh, another elf over there continuing the incantation. Spugbear gets moved out further. And the only sign that, um, the only thing you can pick up is the terror in his eyes because he can't move. Are we obligated to rescue him too? No. No. Oh, it would be in our interest <clears throat> to stop from happening, but I have no ability to do so. Yeah. We kill him afterwards. We, well, he just can't hit the lava. Right. <laughs> but if I ki- if we try to kill him now... Old Chargles 
Is that his name? The Beholder? Yeah. All right, so the Wasp will continue its attack on you, Rohan, but still misses. Okay. And Casimir, now we have this bugbear attacking you. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, ignore the missed chances. I went back and looked, and it just makes me appear uh, in a different place, so it would still be able to pinpoint me with the scent. But the ones that are like the spearmen, they would still be affected by the invisibility and the displacement because yeah. they're over five feet away. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So um, it looks like one hit then. All right. 12 damage. Okay. All right. So um, you're invisible. So then this one, what, he's got to guess where you are, right? Which one? Is it another bugbear? Yeah. The, uh, the spearman. He could probably smell me. I believe it's like... Uh, it's 10 feet. They got to be within five to pinpoint. Yeah, so but he knows can, the direction you're in. They can smell within 30. And yeah. then I believe like they want to know where the direction is. It's I believe it's a move action, but he already knows where I generally am. So he would just probably five foot towards where I last was. Yeah. That's what he'll do. Step up here and drop his spear. Now I'm trying to figure out if I still get the attack bonuses and whatnot. Well, they can't smelt your trident coming at them. Yeah. So. I think they'd keep their decks maybe because they know I'm there. Right. But they know I'd which square to, to defend in. Yeah. I don't know. All right. Yeah, I'd be in favor of keeping the attack bonus. It's a small thing. I don't know how to dodge from it or if they had like a shield or something, where to place their shield. Mm. Okay. They get attacks of opportunity on you? Yeah, technically. They know where I am. They'd know if I'm moving. Because, like, for the most part, an attack, like, you're not not defending yourself when you move out of someone, a threatened square. Yeah. Right? <clears throat> you're you're very much defending yourself. It's just that they're able to kind of reach out and try to tag you. Yeah, so these uh, bugbears seem to be having a stroke of luck, for the most part, getting through this entanglement now. And Fenrith, now to you. All right. So, so I'm going to go this way. Well, I'm going to activate my haste boots, and then I'll go this way. Okay. So you start walking that way, and um, you get that same sense that you had before that drew you up here to begin with, that uh, sense of a pull to go in this direction. Now it's pulling you to the west. Okay. So then I'll take my second move. Okay. So as you get to this point now, um, you see there's another broken section of the wall up above you, like a window. And there's a large chain right here that um, seems to, that that's attached to the ceiling in here and seems to span the gap there. Anything else for your turn? Um, <clears throat> nope, that should be it. I did a full move, so. All right. So um, now the beholder. Now, obviously, one of the eye rays, as you look at it, is uh, pointed straight at that uh, bugbear. And so it's clear that um, the beholder is the one who is responsible for uh, having him over the fire like that. <clears throat> but his other eyes are now um, spinning around and focusing on you guys. And momentarily i will show you what that means when the system starts responding properly it's death maybe not you never know it could just mean a bunch of negative levels or something which is probably worse than death 
Yeah. Okay. So now it's the beholder's turn. And so these uh, um, eye stocks are spinning around. But at any rate, one of them focuses in on you, Graham. Not me. It didn't like you attacking its wasp, even though it's not its wasp. Well, it's a beholder's. Technically, it thinks everything is its. True. Uh, so a beam strikes out at you and hits you and washes over you. And then you just feel so sluggish as you're um, under the slow effect. Hmm. How does that play with haste? Yeah, so I think it. Um, I think it's got to counter it, right? It counters and dispels haste. Okay. So get haste off here. Now you're slowed, and you should be slowed for. Yep. Okay. So that's what he does to you, um, Graham, and then an eye focuses in on you as well, Rohan. I think the wind wall would block it. Nope. You can you you can see through wind. Um I guess next round I can turn him back on. <laughs> yeah, so another eye focuses on you, Rohan. This one shoots out a sickly green ray towards you. Okay. And you have succeeded in your save. Um so you'll take let's see. Did it have that for us? No, it didn't. So I'll take some off of you. So inflict moderate wounds. Ray hits you, Rohan, and does seven damage to you. Okay. <clears throat> and that's his turn. Now, as he finishes that, then you hear everybody um, hears like a, a th- thunderclap, like lightning thunder. And there's a bright flash in the air over here on the empty ground in... This area. I don't see an area. Okay. And uh, once that flash dissipates, <clears throat> left in its place is some being. So this is um, an odd being. It's humanoid. And you can certainly tell that it seems to be a male. And he's wearing um, Odd, odd clothing. He's actually dressed quite a lot like, say, Voldo from Soul Calibur with the leathers, although he doesn't have anything covering his eyes. But he has a, um, a hat on <clears throat> with massive uh, plumes, you know, like Three Musketeer style, big feathers sticking out of it and a hat. And he's got a cape on that's like a half cape. And he's really brightly colored yellow boots with bells on them. And uh, he's got puffy sleeves on his tunic, uh, but otherwise he's got really tight-fitting leather with uh, openings in odd places. And he's holding, um, let's see, who's the, like, well, Graham, you're the musician. So this is like, um, I can't, let me see if I can remember the word for it. Um, Like an, an oud, right? It's like the precursor to the guitar. So, I mean, it's not a re- uh, instrument you've seen. Looks a bit like a lute, maybe. and uh, But you can certainly tell that it's a stringed instrument. And he comes out of this bright flash playing it, like, wildly. His fingers are a blur, and he's making this really, really good sound with it. And he's making these um, exaggerated steps as he moves forward. You can see just by the beholder's reaction that the beholder knows him. And 
all the eyes on that quadrant, the eye stocks on that quadrant of the beholder, like um, spin around to lock onto this guy. And he's got this massive smile. It's way bigger than it should be possible uh, for someone to make. A lot like, you know, the Joker in the animated series just goes up all the way to his temples. And uh, and he steps out playing this and he says, Char Ghouls, what is this portal? Um, and he's got like this, uh, mischievous tone. And he says, uh, I've been watching you, but you still haven't learned. Doesn't look like you're having any fun. So Rohan and Graham, you can see that area where the curtain, like I described, has sort of been drawn back and you see it's drawn further. And so now you, you really get the sense of a massive field, untold numbers of these. And you can see the front ranks clearly now as devils that you've encountered, barb devils and bearded devils and more and larger forms back behind them that you still can't quite make out the details on. But it's just an enormous army lined up as if to march right through this portal. And... Chargul's the beholder starts to say something but he's interrupted by this newcomer here who says let's liven things up a bit and teach you a lesson at the same time and he just waves his hand and that uh curtain um that had been widening just sort of does an odd spin doesn't change its dimensions it just spins as that as if you're going to look at it from behind now and rather than that army now that you were seeing, in its place stands a single form. And this is a enormous form that you can clearly see. Must be 20 feet tall with two heads that look like baboon heads. Spikes coming out from it everywhere and two arms that end in multiple tentacles. And it's standing there right at the precipice as if it's ready to step through any moment. You can hear Chargirls scream, No! <laughs> um, that's not all that has happened, though, in this short span of time. So right after that, uh, there's another flash, but below that, um, you know, to the south of that portal, that magical symbol now. And uh, this one has an odd sound to it. It's not like a thunderclap. It's... um. You know, a bit like electrical energy, maybe it flashes there and a form comes hurtling out of it, which you can quickly tell as it as it slides across the stone floor. It's heavily armored in black armor and spikes are scraping on the stone and uh, creating an ear splitting shriek. And uh, you, you can clearly tell at that point then that it's that um, that halfling death knight that um you'd encountered before. So you can see the uh, blue flame wrap around its body and the red eyes deep within its helmet as it comes to a rest and doesn't move um, when it, when it finally comes to a stop. So um, right after that, let me get a couple tokens just so you can get a sense of where, where things are here. So we'll have, that'll work. We'll have this represent that halfling as it comes to a stop and then doesn't move <clears throat> and then behind it steps through that robed figure that you'd seen before. The last time you'd seen him was when this death knight, was that only Graham that saw that? 
Mm-hmm. I believe, yeah. He's only okay. Yeah. yeah. So Graham, you recognize, but um, he steps out of that opening in the air, which closes behind him. So, like, so Ro- Rohan, then this is what you see. You don't recognize these, but you know, this heavily armored halfling comes hurtling out of this, and then a robed figure. Uh, wielding a staff, steps through. And he's got his cowl up, so you can't really see his face from your angle. But he steps through. And at that moment, he glances up and sees that form in the portal. And he shrieks, no, the top of his lungs. This pulls his cowl back, and he raises his staff. And uh, that's when you see that, you know, it looks like a human he doesn't have pointed ears like you guys. He's a little bigger than you. But otherwise, you know, there's nothing remarkable except for that all of his bald head seems to be covered in tattoos that move around uh, on on his skin. <clears throat> so he sees that form standing in there and he screams no and he raises his staff. And at the same moment, you see that this previous stranger with the guitar, like he blanches visibly at seeing this this robed human and he sort of goes into a crouch and brings up his guitar as if to use it, you know, as, as if to play music as a weapon perhaps. And then you've got this beholder with some eye stocks focused on the, um, the musician and some focused on this, uh, robed human. Are we in an arcane standoff down there? <laughs> like a good, the bad, the ugly triangle. Yeah. Um, so that's what you Graham and Rohan see. Now, um, Casimir, on to you. Okay. So this uh, halfling now, unable to see you, manages to get out of the entanglement and then tries to walk through your space. Okay. So um, that's going to, for certain, provoke an attack from you. Yeah, it would. Uh, Let's see. Who am I targeting? All right. I think I'm just targeting him now. So I will just take a swing at him. And I will minus five from this to add to my defense. Uh, come on. Minus five. Actually, I guess it's my turn next. I'll just minus uh, five and add it to my my damage instead. All right. So you've hit him. Do you think you could do like a bluff to make it seem like one of the bugbears hit him? Not now. No. And yeah. probably not uh, before with my charisma. So he starts moving. <laughs> Like into your space, not knowing where you are, and you stab him real good in the stomach, and, and you do some good damage to him, and that that brings him up short, and then it's your turn. Okay. <clears throat> um, attacks from uh, attacks opportunity from everyone that has a weapon immediately around me. Um, the I'm going to declare my dodge on the bugbear sergeant, and so we'll do with him first because my mobility is going to kick in. All right, so I'm going to attempt to move. One second, let me see if my haste is still on. Yeah, you still. Okay. Wait, no, it's gone. Dang it. All right, so there's where I'm going to move. Okay, so you're going to move, and so the sergeant can get an attack. Um, The spearman, this spearman won't because he dropped his weapon, but that one will. You move there. So we'll do sergeant's attack. All right. That looks like he missed. And then we'll do the spearman there. He'll do his attack. Okay, I'm ready. He missed as well. All right. So yeah, they swing at you, but um, they miss. So then you wanted to go 
where how far right there oh, one more back there yeah Come. um you know what i might double move it that'll get me out of their range for a bit okay uh so i'll go uh another 40 to there and that's my turn as part of that second move action i'm going to ready my wand of fireball though okay Oh, and it looks like I might even be able to see some of this stuff going on. <laughs> yeah, I think I see your light right down in the south somewhere. Yeah, southeast. All right, so the sorcerer continues his incantation, this time moving back this way to get away from the newcomers there. He's sort of hiding behind that table. And Rohan, um, your turn. Okay. Yeah, so it's up to you what you make of all this, but there's clearly some strange business going on over there there is but all right so i'm going to activate my fly ability as i step forward it'll provoke an attack of opportunity from the wasp okay but yeah then i'll target chargulus so um how are you seeking to elevate from the platform or stay on it um i was going to stay like that that area right there has a platform above the rest, right? Well, where you are, there's a platform that's level with the center platform. Yeah, that's yeah. where I wanted to be. Okay. Um, and then, yeah, I'll do a, a many shot at Chargulus. So two arrows with one shot. I rolled a one on it. Can I use a hero point to re-roll that? The, per the mischance? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to critical hit. I was like, no. Yeah. Critical hit, right? Nah. Call of Cthulhu. A one. Yeah. Yeah. That's always a critical, I believe. It rolled it. It didn't. Yeah, it's being slow. A lot going on. I think it's bogging it down. Okay. I think that's slow, too. What did you roll? It showed a 60. Okay. Give it a second. See if it pops up. Oh, see you later, Rohan. <laughs> now I'm the only sacrifice. They played me. All right. Well, just roll damage. Okay. Um, but yeah, as I go, I'll tell Graham, see if you can do anything about that halfling. So yeah, that's two arrows. And that's my turn. All right. Yeah. So you fly over there and a couple arrows thunk into it. Um, I like having his eye stocks distracted, though. So yeah, this halfling will <clears throat> sling a couple air or bullets at you again. Mm -hmm. Critical threat. <laughs> Critical hit. Gonna put a bullet right through your hand like in thinner. Yeah, 23 damage. Yeah, that's, uh... And then the first one was also hit. So... Sorry about that. Yeah, so it looks like that didn't... Yeah, okay. So then the second one also hit. Oral damage there for 12. It hurts so bad. Yeah. And uh, Graham, that brings us to you. Um, couple questions. Is the wall of force still up blocking the way out of here? Um, like the way I originally got up on this platform. Yeah. I don't, let me check if you can actually see it. Oh, that's true. And is the, you can't, you can't see. Is the half lane up on the platform, the same one we're on? Yeah. So he's actually, let me fix that. He's actually up near the ceiling. So you can, now that I've moved the token, you can see he's 20 feet above that platform. Well, if I'm looking at this map right, then this platform that's level with the center one runs, it surrounds this lava pit. Pretty much, yeah. Okay. 
Well, first, I feel all sluggish. I'll uh, be like, oh, these haste boots, what's going on? And I'll click them together, reapply haste. Will that drop the slow then? Because haste also dispels and counters slow. Yeah, that'll do it. And then I'll start taking off, tumble away the first 30 feet or so. So you would have had three more rounds on your haste boots? Yeah, I believe so. Okay. So let me get you that tumble check. Should be good, I think. I forget. It's either 20 or 15. Okay. Now, give me one second. And my mouse. Okay, so you're going to make these circuit here? Yep. So, yeah, as you move by, well, here, we'll stop you here. So here's what happens to you. As you move over here to where that wall of force was, um, you are actually suddenly <clears throat> the dwarf king, just like barrels past you. So clearly the wall of force is gone or else he's immune to it because he's barrels past you. Doesn't um, even offer so much as an excuse me. <laughs> and... Um, let me get him on there. We're going to finish this battle, and I'm going to be torn up. Casimir's going to be on his, like, last legs. RDM. Fenrith will come out just covered in blood, and Graham will have a scratch on him. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, Graham, here's what happens during your turn. Or like a welt. Yeah. Um, That sorcerer had reached uh, Crescendo again, and you know that it's time almost for the next sacrifice to be dropped in. But this dwarf king comes stomping up the steps at a full run, shoulders right past you, and runs to the end of the platform here. And he's completely naked. <laughs> you can jump further. <laughs> it's technically true. I just want everyone out there to remember that. Now, do a... Sanity roll. <laughs> Will? No, Graham, do a... Let's see what's going to be the best for this. Just so I don't get uh, oh, like a swept rush. up in the wash of this passage. <laughs> <laughs> I'll actually, I'll do a roll for you. You could get uh, entangled in his beard, <laughs> fall into the dwarven web. Probably a whole other dungeon in there. Mm -hmm. Well, it's linked to every other dwarvish beard. I'll be gone for another 10 or so sessions. Maybe his naked self has a captivate effect where everyone has to stare in awe. That's why Brandon asked about the undead thing in Sneak Attack. He knew I was going to be in the beard dungeon where all the creatures died mm -hmm. from starvation. <laughs> they just roam in those mighty halls. <laughs> okay. At least you'll have plenty of water. Right. <laughs> hmm? All right, then you will get a. There you are. It's running slow and not accepting my commands here. I like to think that uh, to thumb your their noses at the elves that the tree network that the druids can walk through is linked. All right, yeah. To the <laughs> Graham, as he shoulders past you, you actually notice uh, amazingly that he slips something into your uh, pocket. And he gets to the edge of this platform and he shouts, maybe you think I'm crazy, but I ask you why any of us ever bother with sanity to begin with. 
And then he laughs and does a swan dive (laughs) off of the edge there. Um, And he says, uh, goodbye, you smelly fungus sniffing clumps of compost Mm. as he swan dives off the edge there. Uh, Technically, if he makes a uh, swim check, DC 15, he won't take any damage from the fall. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Rohan. I'm still high. (laughs) (laughs) That would have been a good place to end it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Having trouble. I think he might be getting double hit here because if I go to like look up, say, use magic device or something, that's chugging on the internet speed a little bit too. It shouldn't be the case. I just increased my internet speed. And Who knows? Maybe they uh, slow hauler day internet's starting already. Yeah. Well, started sometime in, what was it, 2020? That's the true. The second they made a quarantines happen. So, got to ration that internet. I think Netflix must pay everybody off in the whole chain because no matter how bad the internet gets with what else I'm doing, it'll still stream. Yeah. But well, like, well, I've always found that those streaming sites like Amazon or Netflix, it's like once it starts streaming, it'll right, usually it'll be good. Uh, well, Amazon will like uh, take the resolution down to mm-hmm. potato quality and then HBO Max will see what does it do. Starts like dropping audio first. <laughs> that's, that's one of the weird ones. <laughs> I know. But I think, and then Disney will just be like, oh, you're not fast enough. We're not going to bother. Peasant. All right. So he makes it when it's swan dive out over the center there. Now, that was, you know, an interruption of your turn. So um, you can continue your movement if you want to, Graham. Well, yeah, it'd be crazy to stay out here. It'd be and crazy not to follow the dwarf. Hopefully that wall of force is gone. So I'll slow my movement so I don't crash headlong into it. So. Uh, get to that point and put my hands out in front of me. And if it seems like I can pass it, then I'll spend the rest of my movement. See you guys. Yeah, that wall of force is gone. So we'll just start working our way back around. Oh, yeah. It's really struggling. I think I have 10 more feet total. Okay. So we'll get to there. And that will end my turn. All right. Okay, so... um That'll bring us to, so the rest of these people, let's see, can you see them still? So you can see them down there, Casimir, in that hallway still. Well, I guess not. Oh, yeah, because no light down that way? Yeah. What's the halfling used to see? Oh, you don't know. His eyes. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, let's see, Graham's out of there. Rohan, so what you see happening now is that Dwarf King sails majestically, nakedly over the fire uh, with a giant smile on his face. the um, That robed stranger shouts, no, at the same time that the uh, beholder and the musician shout, no. <laughs> and Fenrith, uh, that'll bring us to you. So you don't know anything about what's going on over there, but you do see that there's this chain that looks like it spans that uh, gap there. Self-sacrifice is the so, only holy one. I'm sorry. 
you're saying that this chain is blocking from where something fell off? No. Um, it's like attached to the ceiling and you could hand over hand across it to get over the stream of lava out there. Okay. Let's give that a shot. All right. So do, um, well, never mind. We don't need to. So yeah, you put both your hands on it and it will hold your weight. It's big enough and you're able to. Well, actually, I say if, if I need to, I have, uh, that dark way I can just create a bridge. All right. So what do you want? Is that what you want to do? Yeah. Okay. I don't quite trust myself to climb over in full plate. All right. So you cast that and you can get to here. So you find yourself in another hallway that you could go north or south. I think that would have used all of my movement as well. Oh, yeah. So that should be it. Okay. All right. So you can see the beholder. One of his um, eye rays focuses in on the dwarf and shoots a ray towards him, but it just slips right off um, and carries on past. And uh, you can hear him chuckle and shout, can't catch a naked dwarf. <laughs> Greased in mineral oil. <laughs> it's got to be mineral oil. <laughs> mm. And then, Casimir, uh, you see the, the halfling come running forward at full speed with his axe, um, spitting curses and looking around. And it's your turn. And so, Casimir, as your turn begins, you start to feel like a powerful sensation of um, being watched. No, oh, I forget if there's ways. I think it's a spell to detect scrying. Is it uh, good feeling, bad feeling? Yeah, it's a familiar feeling. It's not threatening. Okay, but that's it. No. Yeah, I mean that you just get that feeling um, as as your turn starts. That like there's something familiar nearby, um, paying attention to you. Okay. Uh, so I guess I'll look around. Yeah, and so what you what you see then is um, right about here. Um, there's a section of the wall here where all the work that had been being done is interrupted. And right there, you've just got bare natural stone wall and you see uh, a little stone face. And so as you look at it, you can see that it's actually not part of the wall. It's a creature um, sitting up against the wall, but it's looking at you. with These big eyes uh, blinking. <clears throat> and uh, what it looks like is a round boulder with a couple legs and a mouth, oh. you know, a face. Okay. And it's looking at you. And so as you look at it, you get a, a sense of um, familiarity, camaraderie with it. Um, and it's a, I mean, you recognize this as sort as an earth elemental sort of creature, mm -hmm. right? And it's looking at you. And uh, it's not talking, but you do get a sense that it, it wants to communicate with you. Mm -hmm. Does meld with stone work in melding with an earth elemental? No. <laughs> uh -huh. Let's see. I don't think I have any of my, like, comprehend language spells. Um, so, I mean, while you're thinking about that, uh, it you just suddenly understand that you can speak to earth creatures. 
somehow, uh, instinctively. Okay. So I guess I'll uh, walk over and I'll say hello, friend. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, so you will move over there and you say hello. I'll say it kind of quiet. And then you realize then that you... Um, Stumbled into a trap and I'm teleported to the 66th layer of the abyss. Yeah. You are actually... Let me see if I can find it. As the words leave your mouth, you're speaking, Terran. Okay. And that's that's when you just realize, oh, I, I speak Terran. <laughs> I understand Terran. Uh, that's kind of par for course for Casimir, though. Is all the various language that he sort of seemed to have remembered over the... Since this all started. Okay, so that's your turn. Can I add Terran to my languages? Yeah. Okay, I'll go looking for it. So that's you, Sorcerer, reaches a crescendo. Rohan, your turn. Going all out on Chargoulist. And it looks like I still have two rounds of haste, so there's those. And... Alright, so see what came from all of that. Four hit. Alright, one. Oh, bad start. That's good. Three, four. Okay. All right. So, yeah, you just start letting arrows fly, and they thunk into this bulbous, fleshy, uh, floating orb there. And uh, you can you see blood and some other fluids splatter out, and uh, it, you can hear it s- scream in agony as um, these arrows pierce it. Okay. Um, but also, as the last one sticks in, and, uh, you know, it takes a, a, does a gasp as its you know, final life is drained away. There's a, a flash, say, some sort of energy uh, with a bluish tinge that bursts forth and, and, uh, washes over its entire form. And in the blink of an eye, all of its wounds are healed. The arrows are pushed out of it and it, um, maintains its, Floating there in the air. Okay. So you could do what a spell craft, I think, if if you wanted to try that. Sure. Uh, not very good at that yet, but I have one rank to it. Yeah, you don't know. Some sort of magical effect took place there and healed it. <laughs> okay. I think that's magic. <laughs> Something magic just happened. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, with that, I'm just going to become incredibly despondent. <laughs> Um, but so that, this halfling on his warg over there, uh, he, his sling hangs limply from his hand as he stares agape at this naked dwarf sailing over the flames there. <laughs> <clears throat> so they don't move or do anything. And then, uh, Graham, it's your turn. And as your turn begins, this, uh, King Vane Beard, um, with his arms outstretched and a beautiful swan dive slides easily into the lava and disappears below its surface. And it seems to you as if all, well, no, you don't see this, but I mean, you're guessing based on his trajectory. And Rohan, you do see this, and it seems as if all sound has stopped for a moment. And Graham, it's your turn. Yeah, so I'll fish that object out of my pocket, see what he gave me. Um, He gave you a book that's about six inches by three inches. Um, and, and it's, um, it feels really thick. 
Okay. Well, I guess I'll... It's got a leather cover and very thin pages um, bound up in it. I'll hold on to it for now and just keep moving. It's a uh, book of drawings of naked dwarves (laughs) swan diving into lava. (laughs) One thing has to survive. Open or close? The last ten pages is how that would uh, translate into naked elves swan diving into lava. And an idea pops into your head. (laughs) Has it secretly been a an anti-drug <laughs> <Right>. session. <laughs> if Graham was jumping kids. off into the lava. Uh, I think that's it for, for actions. Okay. Uh. All right. So now, um, as Graham's turn ends and uh, the Dwarven King disappears, and it seems for a moment as if all sound has stopped, and then suddenly there's um, the entire world explodes in um, rage and fire and the, all of this uh, lava down in this pool shoots up in a massive gout towards the ceiling and almost touches it like a geyser almost. And then as it falls, it coalesces into the form of a massive elemental that uh, basically takes up most of that space there. As a matter of fact, I can put it on just so you can see it, though it's not going to matter much. Um, let's see. Let me get there. We are. So this massive elemental, which takes the form of a dwarf, but it's just enormous, rises up out of there, and uh, immediately starts laying about on all of the enemies that are within reach, uh, swinging massive arms that seem to stretch as far as it needs to burning everything that it comes into contact with. So that's what you see roll on as that dwarf disappears down below. Um, next comes fire elemental taking wild swings, but also the, uh, comp, everybody feels this whole complex start to shake. Uh, and it's a constant heavy shake, dust and grout and tiling starts moving and cracking. There doesn't, there's not like holes opening in the floors yet, but it is shaking pretty badly. Um, so now this bugbear is starting to run. The uh, musician, you you hear him say, "Oh, time to go," <laughs> and uh, he disappears back into you know he teleports away in, in his odd manner that is accompanied by a twang uh, from that music that instrument that he had. Is it kind of like out of tune? Yeah, a little bit. It's like a surprise. And then he's uh, gone. Now you do still see that this um, symbol has not, nothing's happened to it. And that that veil is still revealing this massive creature that everyone seemed frightened of, uh, ready to step through. Um, But this bugbear runs over to the wall and starts trying to climb up and, uh, it's at that moment that this other bugbear that had been being held over it, he falls into the fire as well as the um, sorcerer continues his incantation. So now the incantation ends Mm-mm. as that bugbear disappears under the... The wasp is destroyed by the flames. And, Casimir, you can see... What can you see? 
more bugbears coming up next to that halfling who's still casting about, randomly swinging his weapon, trying to find where you went. Okay, and that brings us to... <coughs> so this um, hooded, this guy in the robe with the staff, um, he's looking out at the situation and he's clearly got um, rage on his face and it doesn't look right on his face as if he's not used to making these expressions as he's staring out. But you do hear him, Rohan, as he leans, as he bows his head forward and pulls his staff up in front of him, you do hear him say, enough is enough. And um, that elemental launches an attack against the newly healed beholder. Um, But the beholder is still protected um, with his blink. And so he's not hit. But Fenrith, that brings us to you. So now you can feel the whole place shaking. And um, you did you did hear that explosion and the direction it came from. Which direction did it come from? Well, to the west. So, all right. Am I feeling any sort of tugging as to what northwest or southwest? Um, yeah, you do feel that it's a little more north than south. Like it's almost straight west, but if it deviates at all, it would be a little north. Okay, I'll head this way then. I'll head this way. Okay, so you move up there and you're looking down a hallway that's got some doors. And there's one at the end of the hallway as well. And it's at this point that your you're feeling of be, the pool has faded now. Okay, I'll continue west, ignoring okay. the doors to my left and right. All right, so yeah, you're pushing your way down this hallway. And you've got a door at the end. And that should use all my movement, though. Now, Rohan, you watch as, uh, after being attacked by that elemental, uh, all the eye stalks on this boulder are looking at where the musician was, at where the elemental is, at where the rope figure is, and then the portal. And he just nopes out of there. <laughs> and it just takes off screaming in this direction. Noped right onto Justin's list. I got to mark one off, though. Yeah, I guess you did kill him once. Well, no, the elven sorceress. She was on my oh. my vindictive kill list, and and then uh, uh, Casimir, this uh, halfling, still streaming curses, um, just takes off running <laughs> like at full speed towards you. He, you can see as he gets close to you that he doesn't actually see you. Okay, but he is running through your space as he tears down this. So you can um, either stop him or get out of the way. Get out of the way. All right. So, yeah, he just goes tearing off down this at, you know, speed of sound. Um, and he'll make it out of, well, about to there. And he's, you know, screaming, and it's echoing off the walls. Then um, it's your turn. And this little creature, you realize it's called a Galeb Dur. Mm. And you've read about him. In passing somewhere, you can't remember where in your training you came across it or where in your adventures, but you do just instinctively know that that's the name of this creature, uh, Gallup Dur. And um, they are elementals, the earth elementals, and they're squat little creatures. Um, they're not as weak as they look, though. They're very, very tough. Um, but they spend most of their time, when, <laughs> as far as you can remember, just 
sitting and no one can even recognize that they're there unless they know exactly what they're looking for. But this one um, um, was looking at you now and it's got its back against this stone wall and it's, and it, and it says to you in Terran that um, you, you must come with me. Your companions can manage on their own. I'll nod to it. Lead on, little fe- or lead on, friend. Okay. So with that, it disappears back into the wall, and you just instinctively understand that you will be able to follow it. Okay. I'll step into the wall then. All right. And that'll be my turn, I guess. Yeah. Okay. So um, here's what happens now. So Rohan, this um, bugbear had that had been elevated above the fire had dropped and uh, the sorcerer had finished the incantation. And so that's when it was dropped into the fire and it looked like to you that it was um, a done deal. And so whatever effect was supposed to occur should be occurring now, but it just so happens that this fire elemental caught that bugbear and tossed it way the heck down the hallway um, no doubt it's dead, but it's not dead in the fire. And it's your turn. So um, you've got the beholder took off down the hall, and there's still this portal opening with this creature. And then that hooded figure had said, enough's enough. And he's got his head bent towards his staff as if he's concentrating on something. What would you like to do? Um, not quite sure what to do next. I'll turn on the savage elf that had been casting the the spell. Can I see it from where I'm at? Um, yeah. I mean, he would have partial cover, but that doesn't matter to you. So yeah. All right, and my last round of haste. So let's <laughs> make good use of it. That last one shouldn't have been there. Oh, was that a confirm? Yeah, it was a confirm on a crit. That's where the other one. Okay. Yeah. So you got all hits here. One, two. It looks like one critical crit. and hit. So three hits and a critical. Okay. So there's the crit. So yeah. Uh, what is that? 40, 58 damage. Yeah. So he's sort of crouched behind that table and you just put, you know, four arrows right, right into his upper chest and one through the side, you know, the outer edge of his neck. Is this, is this the male? This one sorcerer? is male. Yeah. Okay. It's a new one, but yeah. Okay, so I don't recognize him as the one that no. I have on my vindictive kill list? No, no, no. Oh. No, that one got uh, pushed off the platform by Graham. Oh, good. <laughs> I can mark him off, too. Can you? That's He's true. Dead. <laughs> oh. He's dead. Well, if you want, we can raise him, and uh, you can kill him again. <laughs> well, that that is predicated on me getting out of this alive. Oh, All right, okay. Graham, that brings us to you. Okay, let's get this door open. Okay. And I'll start sneaking around. Let's just get under the table. (laughs) That's where I'm supposed to be the whole time. Yeah, like technically you could just flip it their direction and... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, hmm. Yeah, we'll, we'll go up to the wall and I'll just move silently and make a show of hiding in the shadows until I get up to that. Is that savage elf still alive? Did you kill it? So. It's still alive. Still alive. Yeah. So let me get my hide move silently for you. He's distracted by the arrows piercing through his body. Well, that's my hope, but... No one suspects 
the back stab. Okay. Yeah, so you're sneaking up there. Let's see if he sees or hears. I doubt it. Man, I bet Caesar wished there was a rogue in the group. <laughs> nope. All right. Would have only taken one stab. Uh-huh. Anything else for your turn, Graham? That's all my actions, except maybe a free action. Give a thumbs up to Rohan. <laughs> I got this. Stab, stab, stab. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Justin, if you uh get to me before my next turn, I might be able to reach out of the wall and haste you. <laughs> Um, I don't even know where you are. You don't even know if I'm alive, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So this bugbear cleric is still desperately trying to climb up that wall, but <laughs> he's so heavy with his armor, he's not managing it. And then, um, for whatever reason, these bugbears all seem to think, or they just don't want to be where the halfling is. So they all start running around the corner back into that main room. Um, they get to about there, at least that sergeant does, and this one. They get to there before they, like, slide to a hole <laughs> as they look at what's going on in there. So you, you technically, you can still see what is going on out here, Casimir. You're not fully behind the wall yet. Mm. So you still spot these guys, and then the ones behind crash into the ones in front as they're <laughs> trying to stop once they get a look at what's actually happening in that room. Yeah, but there's your answer, Justin. <laughs> Rohan <laughs> sees them come around the corner, probably figure I'm gone. <laughs> probably, yeah. Or hiding, yeah. Although, yeah, you do have a the ability to just meld with the stone. So this um, robed stranger then, um, whatever he was doing, you don't see him moving his fingers or whispering or anything. He just was bent his head towards the staff. And then this um, rope of um, black energy burst out of that staff and snakes forward and um rohan well actually all of you including you fenrith make a um uh, put fortitude saves in the tower for me me too yeah okay mm-hmm. fortitude no dang it um ignore that one uh oh that's what the problem is my tower's hidden just a second there we go all right so this um black rope of energy snakes forward and wraps itself around all of you. So it just appears out of nowhere, but it is continuous uh, emanating from that staff. It just snakes around corners as it needs to and underneath doors or through walls even and wraps itself around. Well, actually, yeah, all of you and basically holds you. Yes, right. You still do. It's still wrapped around you though. It's not stopping you from moving. But you definitely all can feel that this is a bad thing to have occurred as it feels like uh, life is being, well, it feels like something's being drained from you. And uh, (laughs) as this continues, you actually start to get the sense. Well, let's see, Rohan. Some of us don't have a whole lot of life left to drain. Casimir and Rohan both get the sense Finally, as this is wrapped around you, you're not you're not losing health, but you get this sense of your the essence, what makes you you being pulled away and duplicated, but not correctly. Mm-hmm. It's hard to make sense of it. But for Fenrith and Graham, you're just like, oh, this is bad and I don't like it. <clears throat> but it's at that moment then that the shaking that's been taking place 
comes to uh, a stop. And then once again, there's a massive explosion emanating from that fire elemental. Only this time, a bright orange-white light that looks like fire until it washes over you sweeps through this entire complex. And as that light washes over you, time seems to take on um, what seems to lose all meaning. And as you brace for the pain that surely should come, uh, it doesn't. It just, this bright white orange light washes over you. So um, Rohan, through the, um, the pain of this black rope and the surprise of this, you do see that the uh, that rope figure um, he does disappear into some sort. Of, he does some sort of teleportation, and one of the massive arms that end in two tentacles of that creature that's um, on the other side of that portal uh, breaks through the threshold into um, this room. But as this light washes over everything, that portal is destroyed and that arm is severed. And so it lay on the ground, twitching madly and thrashing, but cut as cleanly as you could ever imagine as it lays on the ground. And that is where we'll have to stop for today. Mm. Oh, yeah, man. Thanks, Thank you. Thank you. Getting pretty epic. Thank you, Brandon. It's a whole lot of spell components on that arm. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah that uh tentacle arm we need to recover that if we can this has been a death watch production thank you for listening mm-hmm.